On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, and the Bruins collapse in the NHL playoffs. Hope you enjoy the pod. Welcome to Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Recibo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd. We are in the heart of the playoffs, start of the second round of the NBA playoffs. A lot to get into. We haven't been on in a while, so a lot to catch up on. Uh, we are in the middle of the Heat Knicks. Uh, is it 1999? What do you do? You remember these uh, moments? And Feels the like heat, it a little bit. Heat Knicks yeah. rivalry. <laughs> Great to have the Knicks back in the mix at Madison Square Garden, having you know legit games here in May. Um, is um, question for you? Do you think um, Butler is one of the most underrated players in the NBA? Uh, I won't say I wouldn't say underrated. I'd say underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah, I think so. I truly do. Yeah, I think he has the mentality that many players you wish had, um, including some of the top the top guys, because his drive and mentality and will to like bring his team to like do whatever it takes to get his team to a victory is it's almost unmatched. I I'd almost put it as the top in the league like yeah, maybe Giannis is up there but this it's is funny high. and I know what you mean because he's, he's not an MVP candidate but no you just say like you wish the top guys in the league had it so saying he's not one of the like it's funny because I think he is one of the top guys in the league uh like all right so when I say top guys he's like I don't know if he's top 10 potentially I don't think he is I think that's a tough that's a tough huh. group to break Super tough, but he could be. He could be fringe. I, but like that's what we're saying. Like top fifteen, top twenty is he's definitely in that mix. Um, and like I think with these performances, the ones against the Bucks are, you could throw him in there, and I wouldn't like push it. I wouldn't really push back much against it. I'd still probably, generally like, I don't know, favor other players over him because of their consistency. But like when it comes to his drive when it comes to playoff time i mean it is i mean man this is always seems like hyperbolic but it's like jordan-esque it, it, it is very much like give me the ball we're winning this game i'm not letting us lose and there's very few players that you can say that about in today's nba 
complete conspiracy theory and changing slightly changing the subject but have you ever read that conspiracy theory that michael jordan is butler's dad no you've never read that no someone wrote it all out that there was a timing of where jordan was i'm gonna find it there's a whole conspiracy that michael jordan is butler's father but on to the next subject yeah that's conspiracy you put your tinfoil hat on for that one but (laughs) but let's but let's talk about that i mean the bucks best record in the league best player got hurt in um game one um but still came back for game um game four and game five and the heat still won both of those games we saw that one of those games was the the 50 point performance right from butler in in game four and then he hit that game winner in game or not the game winner the game the shot to send it to overtime they were down 16 the heat were down 16 in the fourth quarter to the bucks who have I mean, Giannis may have not been fully healthy, but he was there. He was out there. He was putting up 38 and 20, um, missing free throws again, though. Um, but how, one, were you, are you more shocked that the Heat won or that they won in five? I mean, one in five is unreal against that Bucks team. crazy. You know, talking about how good they are defensively throughout the year. They probably uh, and wait, they probably could have swept them. The game the Bucks won was the most absurd shooting performance ever. Like they shot like 60%. Like it was like insane from three. Yes, it's wild. And like you said, one of the, the best players in the top three players in the league, um, who is a problem to guard, and they found a way. They found a way to get it done. So no hero. Been, hero got hurt in game one, yeah, too. They didn't even have Tyler Hero. So yeah, very impressed that it went. They went down and down in flames, absolute flames. So, um, but back to ninety nine, like you said, heat, uh, heat Knicks. Yeah. Before we move on to that series, I do want to get to the Knicks. Very great to see them back playing competitive basketball again. Um, the Bucks. One. What do you think of Giannis's press conference uh, about the reporter asking about failure? And two. Do they need to make any changes? Uh, definitely spin zone by Giannis. Like, um, like it is a failure. I, I don't really like. I, I get what he was trying to say with it, but that is a failure. You you lost. You lost in five to a weaker seed in when you were one of the favorites to come out of the East. So yes, this is a failure. It doesn't define his career. It doesn't. It's part of his career, but. It was a failure. Um, they obviously don't, I guess obviously is not the right word, but still searching for the right mix of players. I don't know if there needs to be drastic changes. Um, something happened in a seven-game series. It wasn't their week, um, and the Heat turned it up. But um, still searching for all of the right pieces. They have a lot of good ones, though, that most of the league would be envious about. Yeah, I I think I would agree with Giannis's assessment um and call it more of a disappointing season than a failure um because like he said failure is like i think a failure would be like missing the playoffs um like entirely with that team like i think that's a failure um but this 
this happens in sports, right? Like it is, it's a huge disappointment. They should have done better. They, they should have won this series. They were the better in like on paper, the better team. They obviously weren't over these five games, but like I'd frame it more as that because I, I see his point is like not every season you don't win the title is, is a failure. I get, yeah. So I guess we're getting into semantics with professional. It's, it's more semantics. Only one team can win the championship. So technically, Every other team in the league, in a way, fails. There are probably more drastic levels of failure, like disappointment. I think that is another word for failure, but it's not like we need to blow this up. Like, that was horrendous. Like, get it gone. So failure does have a negative tone to it. Um, I think, like, not the end of the world for them, but it was a type of failure. Yeah, because I think of like the Spurs. This season was not a failure for them. It was a season, right? Like they were they didn't win the title. They had very low expectations. They just it was what it is. Right? Like it is what it is with them. So just because they didn't win the title doesn't make that season a failure. It was kind of they had low expectations. They made some progress. They'd actually probably view it in some ways as a step in the right direction, right? So it's like that's why it's like it, it varies and uh i think failures are when like you completely miss the mark and in this case of like they missed but it was like i don't know it was like loosely on target like they Giannis got hurt um they ran into a buzzsaw of jimmy butler at the right time like this has happened an eight seed beating a one seed has only happened five other times but it has happened before um so it it's this is the sports is what it is. I'm gonna go could go we'll try to get on this tangent, but this is where you go into the greatest of all time players and why Giannis might miss that because if you ask Kobe this question, if you ask oh, MJ yeah. this question, it would be a failure to them. Yeah. Like that would be a failure to them. Um, but no, it's interesting is Giannis has that mentality. He's like the next other person besides Jimmy Butler that I'd say like has the drive to um to think that way when it comes to like their sports, all he Giannis only does care about winning titles. That that is his goal. Um, so but I think he's. It was a failure to him, if you say it like that. Semantics, I guess. But I think I'm surprised you didn't go in the direction of coaching change for this team. And I I read reports. It sounded like Budenholzer was going through some stuff. Um, some personal stuff and sound like a brother may have passed away or or is sick or something along those lines. So I'm sure that's in his head while he's trying to coach this series. That being said, his decision making, especially at the tail end of of game five when the Bucks probably should have won that game, was terrible. I mean, every decision he made was wrong. And and we know that he's been scrutinized in, in previous times for their shortcomings in the playoffs before he's not known to make a lot of changes. You have one of the best players in the league. You should not be losing in the first round. Do you like Nurse for this team? I would love Nurse for this team. I think Nurse and Giannis are a perfect pairing. I, I think personality-wise. Um, but I don't know if they'll make that that drastic of a move. I think Giannis would have a say in that. 
And if he likes Budenholzer, Budenholzer is going to stay. Um, but I'd be starting to ask questions. And I know the questions have been asked before, but I'd be like bringing them back up again. Um, I think the no timeouts at the end of the game when you had the timeouts available to you, the entire um, taking Brooke Lopez out on that game uh, tying shot that Butler hit, they brought in Pat Connaughton. They lost, I don't know, eight inches of height in that one play. And who was the ball barely thrown over? Pat Connaughton. Like Brooke Lopez being by the hoop. Like, why did you pull him out? He's your one. He's one of your best defenders anyway. And it's height around the hoop. They don't have a lot of time left. Like, those are just all those decisions. And sure, it's easier to play Monday morning quarterback with it. But it, it happened in the moment. I'm like, why is he taking Brooke Lopez out? And then literally came back to bite him immediately. Um, you saw some of their poor decisions. Like the players were making poor decisions at the end of the game anyway, too. So I think it wasn't just on Bud. Like, you know, Giannis almost threw the ball away when they won the tip off because he didn't want to get fouled on a jump ball and like almost threw the ball out of bounds. And they got lucky that they even got the ball back um, in that possession. So not everyone was was at their sharpest. And, you know, we've seen Giannis play better than he did. Uh, so definitely a disappointing end for for them. Um, but kudos to Spolstra, the Heat. Lowry was playing well. Um, but Butler, uh, something's different with this guy when he, when he gets into the playoffs. He's, can't count him out. Scary team to face. Uh, let's get to those Knicks, though. First playoff series win in 10 years. 2013 was the last time they won. And they did it impressively. What do you think about this team and um, their chances? Like they're, as we are speaking currently, the Heat are up 46-43, and they won the first game of the series. So, um, And no Jimmy Butler in this game. Um, good for the Knicks. Like I said, it's always fun when a New York team is doing well. I don't particularly like many of them. I don't particularly like the Knicks, but Madison Square Garden is a heck of a place. When that place is bumping during playoffs, it's it's magical. A lot of the, the greats say it's their favorite place to ever play. Um, so that's awesome for them. Um, that being said, the Heat's gone up 1-0. I feel like this Heat team's on a mission um, right now. I don't know if they'll get out of the East. Um but the way teams are battling right now, it's like we'll get to it. Celtics look a little sh- shaky. So who knows who's coming out of this East? Um, so, but, but yeah, Knicks Heat series. Um, I think people will enjoy this one up in New York. Um, curious the buzz. You know, the Heat got a lot of buzz when LeBron was there in their playoff series. Like that place was jumping. Um, I'd like to think that fandom will still be there uh, when the games get down there, especially with the Knicks. So uh, we'll see. Knicks team played well for the first round. They played an exciting brand of basketball. Um, They've done a decent job in recent drafts, young talent. So um, they look good. And it looks like they like each other. It's that chemistry side of it. They like playing well with each other. You see the reuniting of Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart from the Villanova uh, title teams. Um, and Jalen Brunson, that's his team. Um, yeah, Julius Randall hasn't played particularly well and he's been hurt, but he's back for this game. What do you think happens in this series? Do you think, who do you think wins? I think this is a, if the Knicks lose today game two, I think the series is over. 
But if they win, I think I'd give the edge to the to the Knicks. But I'm gonna go Heat and six. Heat and six. I think it's a good pick. You know, Butler is getting a rest now. He's you know rolled his ankle in the first game. They're winning still, even without him right now. Um, so it's not a bad pick. I'll. I think the Knicks win tonight. I have a really hard time believing they lose two games at home in Madison Square Garden with, and the second one being without Jimmy Butler. I'm going to say Knicks and Noah Heat in seven. All right. I like that. I like a seven-game series. Yeah, I think Butler's going to will them to to get through this. I, I just don't see it. Do you remember those 90s series, by the way? Uh, more like the Bills, uh, Bills, Bulls, Knicks ones. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. John Starks. And then, and then Pacers, Knicks. Uh, yep. Were also masses. I don't remember the Heat, uh, Knicks ones quite as much. Yeah, those are the uh, yeah, Charlie the Lon- Ward, Alonzo Mourning uh, fights. Yeah. Alonzo versus Patrick, two Georgetown greats going at it with each other. So, Allen Houston. I remember all those teams. Um, all right, let's jump over. Let's keep it in the East. Uh, the Sixers swept the Nets. Um, and B got hurt. Her- uh, towards the end of that series, he missed the first game against the Celtics. Celtics struggled to close out the uh, the Hawks, uh, but were able to do it in six. They should have done it in five. That was disappointing to see Trey Young uh, hit that game winner in that game. But they got through. Uh, but the Sixers kind of had no issues with the Nets. Uh, fun series to get through. But like I said, Embiid got hurt during that. Um, and then, then the Sixers took game one, a 45 point performance by James Harden, the guy that generally hasn't been able to perform in the playoffs has been, uh, the most scrutinized part of his, um, career. Uh, but he put up a 45 point game and hit the, uh, go ahead, essentially game winner over how Al, Al Horford in the closing, uh, moments of that game. What'd you think of this series? Um, and the Celtics kind of now being down 1-0 um, with him beat out and maybe out for game two as well. Not great by the Celtics. With the best player in the league out, you have to get that win on your home court. Um, that being said, props to Harden, uh, especially at the end of the game, like seem to be acting like a leader, like, hey, guys, one game, come on, get out of here. We're not celebrating this. We need to celebrate a series win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so impressive by him. He seemed to he seems to have found a place in Philly. Um doesn't always have to be the go-to guy and be takes a little heat off him. Um, but still a lead player for them and, and liked by the fans. So uh, before the series start, started, I thought it was gonna go seven. Um and I still think it is gonna go seven. So I think the Celtics will figure things out. Um just kind of a veteran coach versus a new coach also. So we'll see how that goes in this series. Yeah, I mean the Celtics do have uh NBA Finals experience. They were there last year. So hopefully they can lean on that a little bit. Um, I think it's a must win in game two. They have, they cannot go down two games to uh, to none against this, the, the Sixers team with Embiid on the verge of coming back. Um, how would you predict this series going? Celtics will get back on the right track. They're going to win game two. And what about the whole series? Celtics in seven. Celtics seven. Yeah, I think I'll go. I think it's yeah for sure, and Celtics win it. Yeah, I think Celtics in seven as well. 
Um, it's also a little bit hopeful. <laughs> like, I just prefer the Celtics winning, but I, I would not shock me to see the six, Sixers take this series by any means, especially the way they're no. playing right now. You're absolutely right. It wouldn't surprise me either. I, I didn't love the matchup when I saw that the Celtics pulled the um. Yeah, and and having the Bucks out is, I mean, that's the Celtics now have home court advantage, so they got to take advantage of that. Like they they didn't have it, they were gonna have to face the Bucks in Milwaukee. Now they have home court, so they gotta step it up, get back onto um, their peak performance, get ready for that. Uh, Trey Young is he on the Hawks next season? Yes. I think so too. I don't know if they'll find a trade partner. I don't think they'll find a trade partner. I think he'll at the very least be there at the start of the season. And maybe gets moved halfway through if things are not going well. That's what I would think. I agree with that. Let's get over to the West. Um are both of our, I think we both had the Suns. Do we both have the Suns uh, going to the finals? Do we have, did you have them in there? Or did you stick with another team? Yeah, I think I did go with the Suns. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? They they got by the, the Clippers. Um, Kawhi ended up missing the last three-ish games of that series. Um but Russell Westbrook seems to be having returned to Russell Westbrook of old of the Oklahoma City Thunder days and kept them in those in those games. Um, but they got through that um, and knocked them out and now are down two games to none against the Nuggets in round two. But what are your thoughts on what you've seen from this, the Sun I mean, so far? You kind of just used there was they got past the Clippers, which um, not great. But um, Denver's looking good right now. Nuggets are looking really good, up 2-0. Um, they're an impressive team right now. I mean, they truly have, on paper, I think the best team left in the East or the West, and they're playing like it. So yeah. if they continue to get everything out of all the talent they have on that roster, up and down from the best to the starters, it's it's the Nuggets to win from here on out. Yeah, they've looked like the best team since then, and and the Sixers when Embiid's there have looked like the two best teams in in the playoffs so far. Maybe the Heat too. I guess they're in the mix of that conversation. Um, but yeah, I think Jokic. I mean, especially the game yesterday makes it. I mean, he lost MVP today, but he made his case for why he should have or could have been MVP. Um, and you know, really took it like no one else on his team could make a shot, so he took it on himself to be the the primary scorer, um, which is usually not their um, game plan when it comes to um, winning games. But he does what he needs to do, and and will this team to to the win? Uh, Paul, uh, Chris Paul, uh, left in that game with a groin injury in game two. Um, not loving the way this sun's depth looks right now. They look like they're basically it's Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and hopefully other people join in on, in the party. Uh, but they are getting like less than 10 points from their bench on a given night. Um, they're like playing 
I don't know, six, seven guys, at least they were in the Clippers series to, to get that win. Um, I, I not loving this team. I, I don't think they have enough, enough depth there. That's a recipe for disaster with Durant and, and most stars is when like, all right, Durant's got us. Like, no, like the reason he run his rings with the Warriors because he was the best player on that team and there was a team around him. Yeah. So and it, and he's still figuring it out. They've only played they've played less than 20 games with each other. Right. So uh, that was wrong. I shouldn't have picked them to <laughs> I shouldn't have picked them to win. They were playing well at the point we picked them. So I think we Yeah, them. they were undefeated. Um but yeah, it's their weaknesses have become glaring um as we've gone into the playoffs. So uh Booker looks really good though. I will give Devin Booker his his flowers. He has been um the driving force of that team. Um almost in some cases the alpha over KD um and kind of the beating heart of that team to to kind of get them going and and get them wins and he's been playing really well. So that's at least a positive sign for them. I mean, the talent's still there. I mean, you still have Kevin Durant. You still have Devin Booker. Um, you know, if Chris Paul's healthy, can still, you know, be a good general on the court. And you have Aiton who can maybe go off, but the rest around them, it's clear these other teams have a little bit more um, to give. And I think, I think we're going to see the Nuggets and... Five. Nuggets in five. Okay. Durant finds has a great game. Booker's they win game, game three. Game. Nuggets yeah. take the next two. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that one. I agree. With, eh, no, no. Nuggets sweep. Wow. I was between five and six for the Nuggets, but I, I'll go with it. All right. The other uh, series. Um, I say I always went for last. Uh, we saw the Lakers shut up the Grizzlies or at least shut up Dylan Brooks, who also the Grizzlies are basically parting ways with. See you later. Um, Not great. I mean, a weird series to, to judge. Um, Morant was hurt. Um, He even missed one of the games. I think the Grizzlies won it, but still um, they were missing two of their other frontline guys, Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. Um, So not, a fully healthy, fully realized Grizzlies team. Um, however, didn't stop them from talking their shit. Um, but maybe they shouldn't have. Uh, Lakers won in six. They won the last game by 40 points. Um, they First seem to 40. be... Yeah, exactly. There is he hanging his 40. Um, they seem to be playing well. LeBron is clearly hampered. He's not at full strength. AD at any moment is on the verge of leaving the game or just uh, going to the, walking over to the free throw line. I have no idea what to expect when this guy gets the, always the most dramatic uh, moment with him. So I don't know what to think anytime he goes down because he really embellishes things, but like he's still vulnerable to get hurt. Um, but I would give them their due. They did uh, play well. They've been playing better since the trade deadline. Um and they took out the Grizzlies. What were your thoughts on the Lakers? Were you surprised that they were able to take control of that series and, and win it as seemingly easy? I mean, it was in six, but it still felt like the Grizzlies were never really in it. No, I, we we talked earlier on a podcast about our concerns about the Grizzlies and, you know, for their maturity. Like, can they 
do they have the culture? Do they have the team to get it done? They for sure had talent, but you know, there's locker room concerns, different conversations about how seriously they were taking the season. Um, and I guess, no surprise. I'm never going to be surprised when a LeBron James team wins a series. Um, I am surprised with the amount of different like leading scorers they had through the six games. I know um, God. the amount of moving the ball. Like that's impressive. Um, so credit to them on that. It, it, if you had told me before the series, like, Hey, the Lakers win this. I'm like, Oh, LeBron must've had a series. And yes, he, he's still one of the greatest of all time, but still, yeah, I still put up his 20 points. He had a 20 and 20 for the first time in his career, 20 points, 20 rebounds. Like he's still LeBroning. It's, it's a different LeBron, but it's yeah. still a high quality top 10 player. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, impressive for them with full team effort. It's not just everybody. Hey, it's not just LeBron going, Hey, everybody get on my back and uh, I'm going to take us through this. Yeah. It was, uh, Hey, we got LeBron, which is freaking sweet, but we got some other players too. We're going to beat you from many different ways. Yeah. Um, that's the part that I wonder is whether or not it's sustainable. He's clearly, I mean, he's going to be, he's not at full strength. He's going to need surgery at some point, like in the soft season, most likely. Uh, Anthony Davis has been a little bit hot and cold of late. Like in the moments when he's hot, he looks like one of the most dominant players in the league. Um, And when he's not, he's barely reaching 10 points and people forget that he's on the court, Um, which is not where you want your, in this case, maybe best player, maybe second best player to be saying about your second best player at this point in the season. Um, You had Ruri Hachimura, be your leading scorer in one game. I think Austin Reeves was a leading scorer in one game. You had D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if that's sustainable, but like sometimes that's what happens in the playoffs. You get crazy runs of performances by guys and those are the teams that end up winning. So maybe that is a recipe for them uh, moving forward. And the more confidence those guys gain, the further uh, it will just continue to grow. Um, But I would say I doubt we see those types of performances again. but I mean, kudos to them uh, for, you know, no, a lot of people didn't expect them to make it back in, and and then they knocked out the uh, the young guns that are gunning for the uh, for everybody. It seems like. Uh, what was your take on Dylan Brooks's uh, trash talk throughout the series? Not great, um, you know. And also, when you're big and tough, and then you don't talk to the media, I am like, sorry, you're soft. Yeah. Soft like baby food. So, um, yeah, no, no time for it. You got to be able to back it up. You got to be able to back it up. And, you know, probably the biggest trash talker in the league or maybe one of the most vocal is Draymond Green. And he's been able to back it up throughout his career. Yeah, there's times he's not, but he usually doesn't back down from the media. He usually, you know, backs up everything he says or not everything yeah. he says but he's there to talk about it whether it goes one or another he, he takes responsibility and owns up nice. to it and yeah nice when you have steph curry on your team um yeah. pat bev so, is similar i don't like him but he will you know he'll address it he's gonna give you shit on the court and then not that i think he's someone that should be talking shit at any point but like he still does it it's yep. part of his persona um and we'll eat it when it happens. It was very interesting, though, listening to them talk. Like, they didn't talk directly about Brooks, but they essentially, like, they did say in the quotes that 
yeah, we're not talking trash anymore. That's not the direction of our team or the way we want this program to go. So um, I can't comment on Brooks right now with the end of free agency, but we're not doing that anymore. So clearly they were fed up with it, tired of, of it. Um, just didn't find it necessary. Yeah. yeah. Why, like, again, when are, like, I understand trash talk is part of, of the game. Or I don't know it's part of the game, but it is in the game. Like, all right, talk trash during the game, but what are you like? Why do players feel the need to go after LeBron's, the Kobe's, the Michael Jordan's, like, and poke them in the media? Like, why these guys are just built differently? They're and they're nobodies that do it. It's always a nobody that does it. Like, Dylan Brooks will not be remembered. It's not like you're seeing, you know, Steph Curry go out and talk shit, uh, or like James Harden go, they like speak about these people with respect, and then they might talk shit on the court to each other. But once the game's over, it's all respect. And, you know, you're you're back. Like Devin Booker and Clay Thompson almost went to um, to throw, like, fists in one of the games in the early part of the season. And I think the Suns won. And reporter calls, talks to Devin Booker immediately after. And Devin Booker's like, love Clay. Loves playing against him. Look up to that guy. Just keep the moment type stuff. It's just like, I love that. That's the way to do it. Like, talk. Get in each other's face in the game and give each other shit, but then afterwards, uh, show share that respect, especially with players of those reverence and like their status. Like LeBron is arguably one of the greatest, the greatest basketball player ever, and Steph Curry's not far off in that conversation. And yet, people jump on them as quickly as they can. And Dylan Brooks was the center of the conversation for that entire series for all the yeah. long reasons. Yeah, so, not great, not great for him. And I think he hurts himself in free agency with the antics he just pulled. So, yeah, and his performance on top of it, he played like shit. Played like shit. Yeah. Uh, Warriors, um, Kings, most fun series of all. Um, I love seeing the fight from the Warriors, not willing to fall to the young guns on the rise, um, and you know, fan favorite from from the King side. Um, Curry put up his 50 point performance in game seven to will the team to, uh, it ended up being an easy win, but it was close, uh, getting into that fourth quarter before they started to pull away at the end. Um, what were your thoughts on the valiant effort of the Kings to, uh, to push it to seven and keep it close, but the Warriors and the Warriors fight to, you know, they're down 2 0, um, not looking great, um, heading into game three, uh, but, not not being willing to uh, give up their uh, their title defense yet. I really wanted to see a run out of the Kings. Like I, I do love Curry, I love the Warriors, like watching them play. But um, Fox is an animal out there, and he's turning one of the better players in the league. So I was really hoping they would find a way to to move past Warriors. I just a new a new team on the scene um, to build off a great season. Um, that being said, yeah, we were concerned about the Warriors coming into this. They had seemed beat up, you know, old, um, not not playing well throughout large portions of the season. Um, so, but some of the players, and the Warriors have a number of them, can just turn it on when the lights get brighter and it's playoff time, which they did. And you, Curry game seven, absurd. Yeah. Flip an absurd game. Like, there it is, right there. So, um, that was the difference in the series. The, Warriors have Steph, the Kings do not. Yeah. I mean, Fox ended up hurting his finger. It seemed like it might have been a, a factor towards the end of the, those um, 
those games too. It's always a bummer uh, when that plays a, a role in things, but I, I don't think that they were winning regardless. I, I think the Warriors had kind of shown um, their medal, so to speak, and, and, you know, unwillingness to, uh, to lose to this team. Um, they really gave it everything. That was a, such a free flowing, fun series to watch the back and forth, the high scoring games, um, really exciting. And then, you know, seeing Curry be the one to, to put the team on his back and, and get them across the finish line um, on the road where they were terrible on the road. They ended up winning twice on the road to, uh, uh, to win this series. So like two road wins against a good young team in a hostile environment that that crowd was nuts and loud. Um, Curry telling them to light the beam at the end when he was, they were the, the victory was in hand. Um, really impressive. <clears throat> and now we get LeBron versus Steph round five. What do you think? I didn't expect it. Oh, uh, no one did, but the NBA, Adam Silver couldn't have wrote a better script. It's awesome. Like, who wouldn't want this? I think the only thing better would be if it was the conference finals. Um, but this is great. It's gonna be an awesome series. Again, you were just talking about teams respecting each other. Like it's gonna be a hard fought series of players that respect each other. Um a lot of so history. Is, I, I Curry's on one right now after that game seven. So I don't know if the Lakers have an answer for that. So what did you predict? Warriors in six. I like that pick. <clears throat> I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Are you ready for it? Do you have a guess on what it is? It's gonna bother me. So is it what the Lakers? I, it bothers me to make it, but I feel like it's necessary to to no Lakers are winning the championship, and I'm throwing it out there so that it doesn't happen. It's not happening yet. It's not. <laughs> I know, but I need. No. I the more I'm like the Lakers are out, they keep winning, and I'm gonna be so mad. So I need to put it into the universe to jinx it. I need to jinx it, but I, I, I can't. <laughs> it's no, driving me nuts. <laughs> I hope not. I hope you're right. But I'm saying it so that way. I'll be so Lakers happy when series? I'm wrong about this. <laughs> how do the Lakers win this series? It's just Steph. They, that's all they have. Jordan Poole hasn't been playing well. Wiggins is still, you know, rocky. Clay Thompson, not the same speed. And LeBron does just enough and AD goes nuts. So what, what Lakers and what? Here's how I, my legitimate feeling is same as yours, Warriors and six. Okay. My hope to jinx the Lakers is saying that it would be Lakers and seven. <laughs> Lakers and seven. You heard it here first, folks. The <laughs> is on. I really hope I'm trying to, I need to put this bad juju out into the world because I, I don't want this Lakers team. I would be so bummed if this is the Lakers team that ends up going through. But like, is anything getting more set up perfectly for, for this this team? I mean, what the hell? They're getting the Warriors at the tail end of like they're not the same Warriors like last year. They're they're like a more beaten down, um, I don't know, drama uh, infused version. I mean, this is the team that had Draymond Green punch. They're their, uh, starting one of their their guards on the team at the start of the season. 
LeBron and them will almost miss the playoffs and they barely sneak in and get a a injury 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 riddled Grizzlies team. Um the Suns don't look particularly scary. The and Chris Paul just got hurt. The Nuggets, who knows? I, I'm hopeful that's the team that can knock them out. Uh the Bucks are out now. The Celtics aren't playing great. Embiid's hobbled. And <laughs> it's like, what the hell? We get a fucking bubble finals again, dude. Please uh, no. Uh, Please no. <laughs> uh don't take me back to that Celtics Heat series either. Ugh. Do you get where I'm going with this though? I can still see that block on Tatum. I don't want to. Do you get where I'm going with this though? We've bet against LeBron before and then what no, happened? I know. No, you know, I don't care. He's not winning. <laughs> He's not winning. Here's my real prediction. I think the Nuggets are winning the whole thing. I'm 100% on board with that. I think it's Nuggets, Celtics, and Nuggets. Take it. Oof, another bad one for the... Uh... I know, two championships in a row. Oof. Not great. Uh, end of season awards. Um, I can quickly mention this. Embiid got the MVP, which is the biggest prize of all. Um, any other surprises or unexpected uh, victors and as part of this uh, award season? We got our first clutch player of the year. The yeah, I like Fox. Ben Fox for that one. Yeah, his clutch numbers are really good. You like Ben Chero for rookie of the year? I think I was fine. I think yeah. he he put up okay numbers and. Um, there's a couple other good nominees. I think Walker Kessler is another uh, person on the on the radar, or uh, Jalen Williams from the Thunder. But I think he was relatively consistent all year on a not that great team. But it's fine. Coach of the year, I'm really happy it was Mike Brown. I think that was well deserved, well earned. Um, although the argument could be made for the Cavs and uh, JB Bickerstaff, that was a good regular season. Uh, but I think Mike Brown was was the right choice there. Um, you know, Brogdon, six man made sense. Uh, oh, most no brainer, Brogdon. Yeah, Laurie Markinen, most improved. No, no arguments there. Um, defensive player of the year. Who did that go to again? Uh, that was Jack. Who? Jackson. Oh, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, that one's yes. fine. Uh, JJJ, yeah, that one's fine as well. I, I mean, I still think Jokic was my pick for MVP. Uh, but I'm, I'm not mad that MB got it. I think it's either one. He also deserved it. It's either one. Who, whoever your preferred style of play essentially is, is kind of. I just love the way Jokic plays, so he's gonna always have the edge in my my eyes. I do need to find a person that complete completely left Jokic off their ballot. Oh, really? That's put him on the ballot. Like, come on, like that's that person should lose their right to vote on the next award. Yeah, wait, don't they have to share? They don't have to share who their votes were. They don't. I'm just looking at it here, and it looks like, um, like they they have all the numbers: first place vote, second place vote, third place, fourth place, fifth place. Um, and he only has 99 total votes. Wow. There's 100 votes. So someone just left him off. The, and that's wrong. That is wrong. That's insane. That person, who, the NBA should finally be like, you're done. 
yeah. where you are no longer and I don't care what your argument is, it's wrong. Like he's he's even if you want to put him third, like that's fine. But he's he's not lower than third in that conversation. Yeah. But dumb. That's so dumb. All right. So exciting times for the playoffs. Um, let's hope and pray that Curry can uh, knock out LeBron, and so we He's don't have to do think it. about this Lakers um, potential uh, for the title, which I cannot stand. The only benefit of it would be to see a Lakers Celtics final, and that'd be kind of exciting to see who gets the uh, the edge and the overall titles again. Like your Celtics would be good, and it's always the Celtics because LA is only won X amount of titles, and then. The actual Lakers have one of the other Stolen ones. from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, exactly. So it is, to be clear, Boston has more titles than Los Angeles. Specifically, yes. To be clear. Yes. All right. Let's get to the draft um, recap. So we had NFL draft um, last week. Was it last week? Wow. Um, yeah. So what did you think of – we had three QBs in the top five. Uh, yep. Top four, technically. Um, what do you think of the order of those that were selected and and Bryce Young as as number one? Um, I think Bryce Young at number one has been coming for a long time. Um, I like the pick. Um, a lot of the coaching staff they kept talking about all the coaches and the quarterbacks they had worked with in the past. Shit. I like Bryce Young a lot from what he did at Bama. Um, yes, he was surrounded by unreal talent, but um, but he still had to make things happen. So it'll be interesting to see. There's not phenomenal track records with Alabama quarterbacks until recently, really, um, with Tua. Um, and Hurts. And Hurts. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, so good for number one. Um I think Stroud is going to be the best of those top three. Um, his arm is great, and we really didn't have to see him um, use his athletic ability, but I think he has it in him. It's just not the style they played Ohio State. And then don't love the Colts pick. I think it's going to be – I think they're taking a massive flyer on someone who's athletic based on other teams that are thriving with athletic quarterbacks. And I don't think he was great at Florida. Um I think there's a lot of learning he's got to do, so we'll see. I hope I, his athletic upside is unreal. He's a freak, but not a great quarterback at Florida. Yeah, we haven't seen. That's still the, the thing that's most probably unproven is the super athletic has some skill, but lacks experience. <laughs> lacks um consistency doing well in in the nfl after getting drafted it's a pretty small group normally the best are the ones that have shown a pedigree for success in college football obviously you have to land in the right situation on top of that so maybe he is in the right situation the colts infrastructure has generally been pretty good uh i'd say at least better than most. Um, but I would with you. I I feel like the history tells us this generally doesn't go that well. Um 
massive gamble that high. Yeah, that's it. It is a it is a risk for sure. Um, but if you use them the right way, like you find a way to use them, like Hertz or other things like that, maybe you cater the system to to work for them. But there is though, Hertz was a third round pick. I know. So like that's a steal in that draft now, but they it's not a massive risk at that point. Right. And you draft a quarterback at four, you want him to be he's your quarterback. Well, and Hertz went and showed one, he was successful at Alabama um, in a limited role as QB there. Like he was pretty much game management there for the most part. He didn't want to He played a lot in huge games against tough, uh, tough opponents and showed he had the mobility to um, capable there. Then he went to Oklahoma and showed he could chuck the ball over the field with Lincoln Riley uh, for a year. So then he showed that it, it was something he was capable of doing um, and getting that year of, of mentorship under, under Lincoln Riley and his system. Um, so at least with Hertz, like you said, you had something of a history to pull from to know. And like you said, third round. Um, so I think that's a, um, that's a better risk to take than taking a flyer on a, guy that played at florida for one year wasn't particularly great like i didn't even know who the guy was during the college football season um i knew who cj stroud was um and i even knew who will levis was i never heard anthony richardson really mentioned at all and but he just blew people away and i think people get blinded by these physical um limited uh sessions that they get to see where they they see how athletic or the potential of someone with this size and and build what they could potentially do um rather than you know the the pedigree that that may exist for guys like a bryce young a cj stroud uh and even in some cases a will levis but then there's like some people it's like i think someone drafted the penn state guy the penn state guy was in like the third fourth round something fifth round something like that clifford yeah and who did he beat out for the job at Penn State, Will Levis. Yeah, it, it, which shows like there's signs of that. Three years like, ago, um, I yeah. mean Justin Fields, I think technically beat out Justin Burrow too at Ohio. I, exactly, Burrow. But that was young. That was young. They were both very they're freshmen. So like Burrow was maybe third, and Fields was second in the rotation. I think, I think that's why he left. But maybe sophomores. Yeah. They were also young, so. That's a tough one, but I get what you're saying. Like he did leave Penn State, uh, had a good career at Kentucky, uh, banged up his senior year, but his junior year was um, outstanding. Um, I always feel for those guys, though. You know, like someone told him to be there day one. Like I know, like, like they got intel that he was gonna be a top pick, and then the camera is just on you for that whole entire first round. Like that hurts. That's painful. That sucks. I don't wish that yeah. really on anybody. Yeah, uh, falling to. I would not go. I, I'm not I'm not showing up to the NFL draft one it's it's an over it's an exuberant amount of of excessive excessiveness around football and it's so showy I'd be like nah I'm staying at home sitting on my couch with my friends and family and that's it Big bowl pasta yeah 100% <laughs> I don't want to be around all those people wearing suits and having the dap up Roger Goodell I'm I'm good like 
Um, but what do you think of him? Like he fell in the second round, went to the Titans. What do you think about that? Um, that placement for him though? Uh, I like it. Uh, Titans yeah. bailing on their pick last year real quick. Real quick. Like they, they got to find someone fast because Tannehill's getting older and was not looking that great. They drafted a quarterback in the no, did not draft a quarterback in the first round, but they drafted a quarterback, the guy from Liberty last year that everybody really liked. Yeah, yeah. Clearly not. They moved on from him very quickly, like Will Levis there. So, I mean, I think the Titans would say they got a steal at with getting him into the second round. Um, yeah, considering people thought he might go top five. So, yeah. So, with a running back like Derrick Henry, like if they can find him some receivers, maybe good infrastructure. They, uh, Vrabel. Vrabel. Wow. Couldn't say his name. Vrabel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike Vrabel uh, is a good coach. So, um, so at least he's got that going for him. And in a weak, weak division, curious. too. Weak division. I'm curious how Vrabel, though, like, we don't know what he's done with a quarterback before. Like, he's never yeah. had to nurture, bring along a quarterback. And, and yes, he's not so much offensive mind, but I'll be curious to see how he does, like, Here's your quarterback. Make him good. Um, yeah. Here's how that will go. Yeah, maybe he he sits under Tannehill, gets a little bit of the ropes, and figures things out. And um, maybe that's the better better way to approach this than just throwing people right into things. Um, I'm like you. I think CJ Stroud is probably the likely to be the better of of the group too. Uh, but it would not shock me, I, and I think the Bryce Young pick is okay, and I, it would not shock me if he was successful um, in his career uh, in Carolina as well. So um, I think those were the top – I think those are the right two guys to go 1-2 um, in the quarterback uh, world. What do you think of the Texans uh, then immediately trading up for three and getting one of the top defensive guys? Yeah, they, were, they obviously saw guys they wanted. Um, I don't know if they – Gave up that. a lot, but – they did give up a lot, but the, they they need to do something with the because they were they've been bad recently. So, um, I mean, they lucked out with getting rid of Deshaun Watson when they did. So I'll give them credit for that one. But um, uh, well, I everything you got to end the draft with is we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see from here. They obviously liked the guy, and they gave up a ton for him, so he better pan out. Yeah, I mean, they got two of the top, I don't know, top five guys, and or you know, at least two of the top ten in this draft, which can't be mad about that. Um, you know, leaving that draft in that situation, um, and that's people always say they give up a lot, and it was a lot of picks, but like, I don't know, it's a fifth round pick a lot to give up in some case. I don't know if that's what they gave up, but I know that's what happens. I like, we'll get to the Aaron Rodgers trade and people are like, gave up a lot. I'm like, but still getting at least you're getting Aaron Rodgers, and you're, Oh, we didn't, we're not going to be able to draft someone in the third round in two years. Does that actually matter? <laughs> it depends what that pick turns into. I guess, but you never know. You, you could don't. have the number one pick and it, could be a bus like Ryan Leaf. Like, I don't know. It's, it could be Ryan Leaf, but that third round pick could be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's always hit or miss. That's why I don't understand. So it's wild. But you know what you're getting with like Aaron Rodgers or like a Lamar Jackson. You you generally know. I mean, Rodgers is probably a bad example because he's older. So you might not know what you're going to get from him soon. But like a Lamar Jackson, people were like, oh, I don't want to give up too much. I'm like, but it's, 
it's an MVP and he's 26 or 27. Like, what do you mean? That's a guarantee. Whereas you're taking a chance at someone hopefully being that good. I agree with that. Um, and it's, I, I really wonder if it goes down to when they're doing this, it's like, I mean, they're scouting college players from like years down the road. So are they project like, are they getting that down to the that finite of detail of like, oh, I really like that 2025 draft class. There's a lot of talent up and down. We getting picks from that class, whether it's first, second, third, fourth round pick, like that could be big. So um, yeah, they're taking a bet on themselves that they'll be able to turn more draft picks into talent and be able to develop it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and big, bold move. D'Amico Ryan's first-year head coach there from the 49ers, uh, getting the core, you know, getting in, a lock in at the um, QB position, starting to shore up the defense. And again, weak division, so opportunities abound uh, for them to start to, I don't know, make some moves and, and make some improvements to that, that group there. Um, Eagles. Rich get richer. Rich get richer, man. Those two picks. Uh, Georgia North. Two Georgias, man. That's two Georgia guys. They've drafted like five guys in the last two years from the Georgia defense. And it hurt them. Uh, every every starter from the Georgia defense. Can't see it hurting guy. anyone. <laughs> so, like, wild. Um, yeah, some great pickups. Um, a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans around them. They, they crushed the draft, so. Uh, yeah, they've lost players in free agency, but I'd say they're reloading and going after another run next year. Yeah, made a trade for DeAndre Swift from the Lions, adding another young, versatile, although maybe injury-riddled running back, but still to that group. And it's hard not to have the Eagles be um, a favorite for, for next year right now. That, like that Parsons group is... wasn't thrilled about the pick. No, he was not. And especially after the fucking Cowboys disaster, I was not a fan of that pick either. Like either get a tight end or you have these Georgia guys that are almost guarantees. Just grab one of them. What are you doing? With how good the, um, the tight end class was too. I know. And they just let it go by. Yeah. They got one from Michigan, but it's like the fifth guy in the list. Like you could have had the number one guy (laughs) or a number two guy, something like that. The, the Titans are so deep this year. Like the Notre Dame Titan Mayor was favorable all year, and he wasn't even the first tight tight end taken off the board. So, yeah, man, yeah, they did drop the ball in that one in a big way. Yeah, I was not a fan of the Cowboys draft, except for the pick of the running back from Kansas State uh, for the the um, the scout on their personnel. Um, that was a nice moment to see uh, that reaction. But other than that, not a fan of this uh, draft from from the Cowboys. So. And Michael Parsons made it clear too. I say, don't love seeing the Eagles just be like, it's like the uh, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. You can't keep letting them do this. <laughs> like, you can't keep getting away with this. Uh, any other winners, losers of the NFL draft? Steelers. How, yeah, how'd you feel about the Steelers? Love it. Love the draft. I was big on Porter Jr. and the fact that they were able to get him in the second round is outstanding. Yeah. Um, Broderick was an awesome pick in that opening round. Yeah, they crushed it. Thrilled with you know taking care of needs, looking to take care of um, uh, uh, Pickett. So you know getting some help on the line. 
Great corner in Porter Jr. Thrilled about that one coming in before the draft, bringing in Robinson, another. He was not utilized well. That was a bad Rams team last year. Yeah. He did not have a great year. So I think that's going to be a steal for us with our uh, the receivers we already have. The talent on the offense, great draft. It's going to be a big year for the Steelers. We'll be back in the playoffs. Yeah, that I thought they did well. Seahawks did well. Uh, a couple other, like the Bears hit the needs they needed to for their group. Um, yeah, it's all like unexciting stuff, but it's it's doing exactly what you're you're making the right choices to give yourself a chance. Yep. Um, I think the Bengals did did some nice moves. The Raiders, I think they were one of the ones that grabbed a good tight end. Um, so a lot of people like their their moves. So I think there are a few out there that seem to do well. Um, and it's like the boldness of the Texans um, making that choice. Whether it's right or not, I have no idea. But I, I like the boldness of like going all in and leaning in and and making a splash. Um, and I think the Georgia defense is, <laughs> is the winner. Of the, like, Georgia, Georgia won. Georgia won yeah, the draft. Georgia won, and they probably will win for the next uh, next few. So. Uh, yeah, Stetson Bennett too getting drafted. We get to the um, the Rams, right? Stetson Bennett. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee went to the Lions. So it's cool to see those two guys um, get uh, off the board too. Uh, just before the draft, we saw Lamar Jackson officially re-sign with the Ravens. Uh, were you surprised that it happened before the draft, and or or were you surprised that it happened in general? No, after, you know, they kind of explained it. I think both sides did it well. Um, you know, Lamar doesn't have an agent. So I do think he's learning a little bit about, like... He's the, his own agent. <laughs> he's his own agent, so he's learning a lot about the contract process. Um, I think the Ravens played it light. Like, hey, we want you. This is the contract we're going to give it. But, you know, if you think you can get more, if you think you can get a better contract... Go for it. Go look mm-hmm. for it. We'll give you the like hats off to you if you, you find this great contract. Uh, was able to work it out, come back. Awesome that Jalen signed before him, um, and was able to come back and make a deal with the Ravens. So I give both sides a lot of credit. You know, there wasn't a ton of talk about the media, and if anything, they were pulling some negativity. Um, but it sounds like both sides were able to communicate, come to a good deal, and kept it pretty professional. Yeah. I think it's the right move too. Uh, they have Odell. They just added Odell. Um, they drafted another uh, potentially good wide receiver uh, for their for their young core there too. So um, I think they made some good moves themselves. Uh, the Jets. Speaking of unproven quarterbacks that were selected, Zach Wilson seems to be done in uh, the Jets uh, Jets world. What do you think of Rodgers going there? Doesn't not too much of a surprise. It seemed like they were the only team trying to get him um but yeah what are your thoughts on that move and and are they top top contender now for the the east i mean they might be a wild card team yeah you don't think that they're definitely not past the the bills right yeah no 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 no, no. not past the bills but good for the jets made a splash um you know they were riddled with injuries last year but early on in the season was a it was a fun team to watch. Um, yeah. So, but young Surprise. players come back healthy. Um, I mean, they'll be an issue for some teams, but uh, I think I think they are a playoff team next year. Just they're not winning the division. Yeah. So you think Rodgers will do well there? Yeah, I think he will. Um, I mean, 
Green Bay Packers, it's a massive organization in the NFL, so he's been in the spotlight. Yes, it's not New York, but he's all ESPN and groups have talked about every single week. So I don't think that's any like any learning curve. It's not like Randy Johnson going to the Yankees from Arizona where, yes, he was one of the greatest pitchers of all time, but he wasn't in the limelight and didn't yeah. handle the limelight well. Like I think Rodgers is ready to go. Yeah. What do you predict for the Packers and Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love the Packers' actual quarterback of the future, or are they a bottom feeder next year? They gave him an extension. Um, I know. So they obviously like him. But, yeah. I Do you see it? I think they're last in that division. I do, too. Barring any injuries, I, I would say – I probably would go Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. Say that again? Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. I'm going to go Vikings, Bears, Lions, Packers. Wow. Again, with Bears. I like the Lions. I think I think they're exciting. I wish they had signed Lamar Jackson. I think they would have made that team a lot more fun. But um, I think they'll lean on that momentum. And I think the Vikings are on the downslide. I know they have Justin Jefferson still, but um, they also still have Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I'm not a, the biggest Vikings guy. Um, and I think Fields is still developing. I think he's going to, he's going to be better next year though. So uh, that'd be good though. I like that. I think the main point is we both have the Packers at the bottom. Yes. Um. Nice. Uh, last bit of uh, the NHL playoffs, which is actually always an exciting time of year. Um, but we saw the historic Boston Bruins lose to the Florida Panthers. First of all, a state that doesn't have ice ever. Um, could probably care less about this team. Barely made it into the playoffs in general. The Bruins had the best record in the history of NHL. They had a 3-1 lead, and they lost in seven games, including two games at home. What the fuck? Horrible. It's awful. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to Steve Blasron, big uh, reoccurring guest on here at, uh, early on. Um, massive Bruins fan. He's not doing too well. Um, what does he awful. think they should do? Blow it up, he, fire the coach. He, he hasn't been able to form sentences or words over the last few days, so um, we'll find out. Um, but <laughs> terrible, like absolutely embarrassing. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of the biggest upsets in sports history. Period. It's got to be, yeah. So, and then the aging group like Bergeron, maybe he's done now. Martian is up there. Krejci Cre- uh, is is old too. Um, to be fair, the Panthers are also beating the Maple Leafs, who finally won a first-round series and was my Stanley Cup pick, if you remember all the way back. Um, but they're beating the Maple Leafs right now, four to two. So maybe this is a team that's going on a run. Maybe they're a team of destiny. This Florida Panthers group. Florida Panthers. I, still, I can't believe it, dude. They looked. They looked bad. They just did not even look like that was the number one team in the entire. History of the NHL. Pathetic. I mean, it's got to be. What do you think is, I mean, the the Patriots going 18-0 and, and losing in the Super Bowl is obviously worse than this. Cause, but, like, 
this is embarrassing to lose in the I first round. I don't know if this is worse than this, though, because they almost – the Giants played them very close in the last week of the regular season. Yeah, I guess. So, like – and that's one game. That is not a seven-game series. Like, the Giants had to beat them one time. Right, yeah. One time. The Bruins were up 3-1 and had to win one game. Like, that's where I think you get a little different when you compare football to this because – Teams can win just just one game, one game. That's all you gotta do in football is win that one game. Get there and win it. Win the seven game series. The point is the better team. You're supposed to be able to find out who the better team is. What's is this more of an embarrassing loss, or the Yankees blowing the three zero against the Red Sox? The tough thing I've been thinking about this. I think they're on par with each other. I just think the only thing is. The Yankees Red Sox rivalry was like at its peak in 04. Um, and real, both really good teams. Both were really good teams. Baseball was still big at that point. So, like, that was on the national stage. I just, hockey isn't there, nor will it ever be there. So, that's the only thing I think that that series has over this one. Um, but from like a number standpoint, it's just as bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's. I almost think it's weirder to say this, but I think it's more acceptable that the Yankees blew um, three games than in this, only in this context nope. of, hold on. This is like the worst playoff team that the Bruins blew this game to, the series to. Whereas the Yankees were that like, rival, like rivalries right up there, like, going at it like they were very familiar with each other they the red sox were fucking good they won the world series that year so it was not like an unexpected thing i think it's it's unusual for the yankees to have blown and lost four games in a row i think unusual like, it's never happened it never happened before well, yeah, true. <laughs> is it has it never happened in any other sport at all uh, or is the it Celt- uh, bruins blew a 3-0 lead to the flyers uh, jesus at christ <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so the Bruins have done it before, but it, but yeah, I mean, it's more of one of those things. I still think it's bad, obviously. I'm a Yankee fan, I think it's the, it's the worst moment of my Yankee uh career, um, as a fan. But I'm like putting in context of like, but it didn't happen against a bad team, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it didn't happen against like a team that barely made it into the playoffs. It fair, I get what you're trying to get at, and yeah. they weren't the best team in the history of baseball. <laughs> Yeah, so those, those um, I would give you that one, the best team. Like, this Bruins team was the best regular season team of all time, period. Like, so that is terrible. Yeah. That you need to see. No. Um, coming off a World Series birth from the year before, but lost to the Marlins. Uh, however, they had just beaten the Red Sox 19-8 to in three, and we're in the driver's seat of that series. So, I mean, there's definitely um, moments to point to in both that, like, they were in control of that series. But I think this will be – that Yankees blowing that 3-0 lead, I don't think will be forgotten. No. I think this, just because it's hockey, and maybe it's because we're not the biggest hockey fans, um, I think we'll forget about this. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And I think there's an example. Of, wasn't it the Tampa Bay Lightning um, got swept and they were like the best team in the league in the first round or something like that? So I think it's... Maybe it's not as uncommon to happen, this stuff to happen in, in, in hockey. 
yeah, I think we'll forget about like uh, it'll come up. But who did, did the Warriors when they were the eight seed? Who did they beat? That's Mavericks. Yeah, but it took me a while to remember that, and yeah, it did happen. So, yeah, I think we'll like. It's weird. Also, I feel like it's it's a it's going to be the uh the Warriors blowing their three one lead with the best record in the history of. Um, you have to add context to that because it was Draymond Green getting suspended when he probably shouldn't have gotten suspended kind of thing. Yep. Um, so there's context needed to, you know, and then, you know, Kyrie and LeBron went nuclear in the last um, two games of that series. But that's probably that and the Yankees are probably the top two examples to point to whenever you're talking about blown uh, leads. No, it's weird. Is the Cubs when they won their World Series? No one ever talks about the fact that they were down three one to win the World Series that year. Cleveland fans might talk about it. <laughs> well, they almost be like three one. That's the that's the uh, Warriors. Uh, that's the, us beating the Warriors. It's not the Cubs beating the Indians or the Guardians now. Uh, but I think those are the uh, those are the two that everyone always points to. Those two, and then the the Patriots blowing the. Um, the perfect season. Those are the three I think that get brought up the most, in my opinion, probably for blown uh, series leads. You don't really hear many others out there. And and I think this one, I mean, I think hockey fans will forever remember this, but in the lore of it all, like, yeah, it'll come up in shows down and, oh, let's top 10 biggest blown leads ever. Like, this will be right near the top. Um, but I don't think it'll trump any of the ones you just talked about. Yeah, I think those are the three. Um, and the the first sixteen over a one um, in the NCAA tournament one too, but yeah, I don't think you. I, I think you're right. It'll it'll be fade out in history, except for diehard hockey fans. Um, but definitely, what a that this is a failure. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. And, and I'm not gonna argue that one. Full circle. We brought a full circle. All right, well, we'll check back in. Let's hope the, the Lakers lose. Um, uh, the, Lakers that's all. Lose. the Lakers are going to lose. The Lakers I, are going to lose. I hope you're right. I, say, I hope you're right. Uh, but yeah, it's been a fun playoffs so far um, in the NBA. And we'll, uh, we're will we getting closer to football season two. Um, not too far off. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll check back in uh, later on in the NBA playoffs. Thanks for listening, everyone.